Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan with the media on Tuesday. He sat there with John Lynch uh, and took questions from the reporters. He called this the worst loss he's ever had, and, and he was asked why that is. Because we lost the Super Bowl in overtime. You know, that's the one would be tied with it is losing another Super Bowl. And behind that, you'd put NFC championships. So that was Shanahan talking about why, obviously, he's lost Super Bowls before, but because he said it was an overtime, that obviously made it worse. Um, he says, yes, he was asked about, you know, when your game ends, do you kind of replay things in your head? And he says, well, of course I do. When you lose, you'll go over that stuff um, always um, throughout the entire offseason, through cutups, through everything. And then, of course, you had the question, and this uh, goes to the whole taking the ball to start the overtime, he said no regrets. There is nothing that I thought in the moment that it did wrong. It was everything. I was proud of that and um, like the thought process behind everything. So he is standing by it. I've seen it's so funny. I've seen some people say it's the dumbest decision ever. There are other analytic people that says it's the right decision. Uh, I, whatever. Uh, you're, you're betting on your team at minimum scoring a field goal. And then holding the other team to a field goal, which would mean now you have the ball in order to end the game. Right. To win it. That That's what you're thinking. But in Or this, touchdown, touchdown. Well, or yeah. touchdown, touchdown, then you have it uh, for that too. But the, the second team that has touchdown, touchdown, the second team goes for two because that's their shot to win it because there's a very good chance that the opposing team is going to get into field goal range. Mm-hmm. So that's why you would go for it, uh, go for two. At that point, if you were the second team that scored in overtime the way it is. Can I ask you, if, if he stood up there and just said very simply, because I thought we would score and I thought my defense would go out and stop them. Probably, how would you argue with that? You, you couldn't. Well, it would be like you're, you're putting the ball in the hands of Patrick Mahomes. But I'm showing confidence with, in my guys. Yeah, but with an advantage because, as we talked about, he knows he has four downs. Sure. If you get stopped, all you have to, you know, then he has to score a touchdown to win. I mean, basically what you're doing is unless you score a touchdown, and even in that scenario, because they could go for two and win the game, unless you score a touchdown, you're at a severe disadvantage handing the ball to the best player in the How game. How about if you scored a touchdown and you won for two? Yeah, but like they still have, have an opportunity. opportunity. No, I know that. But if you went first, yeah, 
and you scored the touchdown, and then you went for two. I don't like and that. And now you have an eight-point lead. So there was a this viral tweet that is out there with the video, like we talked about with Chase Young leading up to the Super Bowl, where everybody is blaming Colton McKivitz, as you said. So John Feliciano decides to pipe in on this. Hungover. Hungover, as he says. Yes. And he goes, I know you know all, so you should know that's not Colton's guy. Feliciano initially responded before adding, a quick chop is not needed if the guy that was supposed to block him blocks him. End quote. And Feliciano was implying that Burford, uh, who is his first name is on uh, Spencer, Spencer Burford. Who was, came in for Feliciano. Right, was responsible for leaving Chiefs defensive uh, and Chris Jones unblocked with a clear path. Because he missed his assignment. That's right. Which, like, this is the thing. That irks the crap out of coaches and players. Yeah. Because many of us, fans included, all jump to conclusions, and we all think we know who's responsible for who, and when in actuality, that person may be trying to do two things because somebody else is make, doing the wrong thing on his team. Sure. But is it up to his teammate to, to come in and defend one teammate and then crush another one? Yeah, it's a really weird spot. It's a really weird spot. And I know uh, Buford, when he woke up the next morning, he saw all this stuff. He said, sheesh. Yes. Sheesh. I opened up my app to this. Get well soon, bro. Well, you know, what Buford could have done is, is, and I don't know the timing of all this. Yeah. But this all could have been, I think, put to bed had Buford came out and said, you know, that was my mistake. I missed my block. Yeah. Which he didn't. He didn't say anything. <laughs> Meanwhile, McKivitz is getting hammered. That is true. It would be up to Spencer Burford to do that. Burford, yes, uh, as opposed to Burford, John. Yes. As opposed to John Feliciano. So then John Feliciano is in the crosshairs again because Jalen Carter of the Philadelphia Eagles. After this happens, and Feliciano crushes Burford. Burford. Let's just call him Buford. Right. Uh, so he uh, crushes him. Jalen Carter responds of the Eagles, says, same dude, meaning Feliciano, who spoke on my dead teammate and the reason I was emotional during our game. Now, Jalen Carter was in that car accident after Georgia's season before he got drafted where a teammate died in the accident and he survived when there was some reckless driving involved. It was like a trainer who died. Or one of the... And I thought he had a teammate, too, wasn't it? Maybe. Yeah, okay. But well, yeah, to, he was involved in drag racing or whatever, racing. Right. So this is what Jalen Carter says, that Feliciano was, I guess, bringing that up and, and speaking about it. So then you think you think it's over now, right? Feliciano's probably just, let's just delete the app and let me get out of here, right? No, 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 no. This no. is social media, man. No, Come right. On, this, is, this is going to be like, everybody's going to be torching everybody. So one of these aggregator guys... Uh, ML Football, who is he's put he listens to the show. This ML Football takes some stuff from this show and put it out there. He's a fan of the show, so ML Football says awful. Eagles Jalen Carter alleges that during their Week 13 game, 49ers lineman John Feliciano was trash talking him about a car accident that resulted in the death of one of Carter's teammates. If this is true, this is disgusting. So then John Feliciano quote tweets that and says. Dude told me he was going to murder me and my kids would never see me again three times because I was laughing at him after getting a flag. I said, I believe you got a body, meaning that he was responsible for a 
death. Then he continued for weeks posting my family and reaching out to my friends. So, football beef in the worst way. Well, there's a lot I of mean, stuff that gets said is, on the field, man. It's not, it really shouldn't be for public consumption. Sure. But, I mean, this seems extreme, though. I'm going to kill you and your kids are never going to see you again? And you say, well, you actually did kill somebody? Is that like, All right, so is, that like is that fair game? I, I mean, Jesus. If somebody, I know you. I know how, like, you got a quick trigger. Yeah, of course I have. I've heard it. Yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah. it. And you're yep. ready to, like, just snap at a moment's notice. Yeah, murders, though. No, but wait, well, you're on the field. Murders. And, and another guy is telling you that he's going to murder your family and your kids. What are you going to say back to that guy? No, no, no. Sure. In this, in in that one hundred percent, that's so fair Jalen game. I'm Carter's talking about. Wrong. I'm talking about Jalen Carter coming in and saying, "I'm going to murder you." So Jalen, and you're never going to see your kids. I mean, that uh, that's especially that's some after, serious trash talk, especially after already being involved in a death. Yeah, that, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, so, I, so you take not the reaction so much right. is if John Feliciano's telling the truth and you're going to that first. Like, you're never going to see your kids again because I'm going to kill you? So, basically... I mean, that makes the Kevin Garnett Honey Nut Cheerios line seem like nothing. <laughs> but you are you are on the side of Feliciano on this one. If he's telling the truth. Not not for not for trashing his teammate, but in this particular no, yeah, thing. Yes, yes. Be like, dude, don't be talking about murdering me when you were held Murder. responsible for someone else's death. But the reason that J- uh, Jalen Carter is getting involved is because of what happened between... now. Burford. Burford. Where, where, did he, where did he go to school? Is he like a buddy of Jalen Carter's? Oh, I'm just man. wondering, did he go to Georgia with him? Uh, that's a good question. And now, what the, it deepens. You got you to gotta get in there. You got to get into the weeds. I'm getting into the weeds. Spencer Burford went, he went to Wagner. Oh, no, in San Antonio. <laughs> for high school. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know where he went for college. Where did he go to college? Doesn't even say on his. Oh come on! Doesn't say on his Wikipedia. It just said, oh uh, UTSA, uh, University of Texas San, San Antonio. Antonio. Okay, Roadrunners. Yeah, very good. Roadrunners football. We saw a Roadrunner, Jerry and I, out at uh, Summit Club. Did you see that Roadrunner? You were probably sinking a putt somewhere to, yeah, to you beat know. us. I don't know where were you guys in the uh, in the desert? Yeah, <laughs> looking for a ball. They meet me <laughs> coming right through. Uh, so no, I, I I don't know if they went to a the same high school or know each other or what. I don't know, but I, I think that I think it was more that Carter had an opportunity to trash Feliciano uh, because of what was going on.